Welcome to the Southwest Florida Realty Show with Billy Silva. And here's your host, Billy Silva. Welcome to the Southwest Florida Realty Show with Billy Silva. Today, we're going to talk about this crazy market we're living in. Whether or not you're looking to buy or sell a home in the near future, it's always kind of fun to know what's going on in our local market. You've probably heard the buzz that there's a shortage of inventory and that home prices are significantly higher than they were a year ago. Or maybe you have a friend or relative who have shared their frustrations with you regarding their search in the home buying process. Since the pandemic, the real estate world has definitely been turned upside down. And it's not just here in Florida. After all, we all know what makes Southwest Florida a great place to live because we live here. And now that a large majority of folks can work remotely, people nationwide are flocking to our area so they too can appreciate all the wonderful things our region has to offer. It's definitely a great time to be a seller. However, it's also a great time to buy. Buyers who lock into today's pricing are building thousands of dollars in equity every month, locking in payments at historically low interest rates. Nevertheless, for a buyer, it can be extremely frustrating. I think most buyers these days feel like they're on an episode of Beat the Clock, or at least I sure do, because as soon as a home hits the market, if it's clean and priced somewhat competitively, expect a multiple offer situation within the first 24 to 48 hours. Here are some ways the buying process has changed in the last 18 months. Almost everything is a bidding process these days. This even holds true for new construction. If you're looking at building a new home in one of these master plan communities that are going up everywhere, gone are the days where you would walk into the sales office, pick your model and home site, negotiate the price and upgrades, and then watch your home be built. These big production builders like Lennar and Pulte are releasing just a few spec homes the beginning of each week with a starting bid. And then all bids need to be in by a specific time on the weekend, and then the highest and best wins. If you win, you're notified Monday morning. Same pretty much holds true for resale. It is not uncommon to see highest and best due by such and such a time on such and such a day. What does this mean to you as a buyer? Well, basically, you better submit your highest and best terms the first time around because there's not going to be any opportunity for negotiations. Unless a home has been sitting on the market without any offers for a period of time, don't expect to get the home for less than asking price. That's just not the market we are currently in. I would say nine out of 10 homes are going for over asking price, and the data supports that. For the month of August, the Royal Palm Realtor Association, which is our local multiple listing service, reported new listings for the month decreased 7% for single family homes and 28% for townhomes and condominiums while median sale prices were up 23.7% and 29% respectively. That's huge, guys. It's all about economics, supply and demand. We have less homes for sale, so prices continue to increase. I often hear, oh, we're in another housing bubble, and we're going to have another housing crash like we did in 2008. Granted, I do not have a crystal ball, 
but I would argue this is not the case and home prices will continue to increase based on the simple economics of supply and demand. As long as we have a shortage of inventory and low interest rates, we will continue to see home prices rise. Demand is high due to the coronavirus driving people out of cities, condos, and apartments. Supply is low due to rising building costs, increased regulations, lack of construction, shortage of rentals, and people just staying put. The lack of supply cannot be fixed overnight, and demand won't likely wane anytime soon. Millennials are just now forming families and are at that typical home buying stage in life. Behind them is another generation of Generation Z that is graduating from college and not keen to move back in with mom and dad. Finally, the baby boomers are living longer and the population in the U.S. continues to grow. These people need a place to live. As long as interest rates remain low, which will likely be for a while, housing will continue to boom, especially here in Southwest Florida, because let's face it, we do live in paradise. So if you're a buyer looking to purchase a home in this market, here are my words of wisdom. First and foremost, don't get frustrated. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you're not a cash buyer, it's tough in this market because sellers tend to choose the cash offers for a number of reasons mainly because there's no financing contingency and you can have a quick close. Unfortunately, not all of us have the luxury to be a cash buyer. I had one young lady where we wrote 33 offers before one got accepted. Yes, you heard right, 33 offers. There were many days when she wanted to throw in the towel, but I kept telling her to remain patient and the right home would come along. I know it sounds cliche, but I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. And when the right home comes along, everything will fall into place. And sure enough, it did for this woman. It took us a while, but she'll be the first to admit the home she ended up with was by far her favorite. So what can you do in this crazy market to remain competitive against all these cash buyers? First, get pre-approved prior to even looking. Most realtors won't even show you a home these days without a pre-approval letter. You've likely heard the term pre-qualification used interchangeably with pre-approval, but they are not the same. In this market, a pre-qualification letter means absolutely nothing. With a pre-qualification, you provide an overview of your finances, income, and debts to a mortgage lender. However, the lender doesn't pull your credit reports or verify your financial information. The best way for me to explain a pre-qualification letter is, it's the lender's best guess at what you might qualify for based on a quick review of the information you provided. For example, Someone could tell the lender they make a million dollars, have a credit score of 850 and zero debt. But when the lender collects the physical documents and pulls their credit, they may discover they only have 32 cents in the bank and a credit score of 420. See why a pre-qualification letter isn't worth much? So with a pre-approval, however, it's actually gone through underwriting 
which is the actual decision maker on the loan process. Once you've received a pre-approval, your loan still isn't pre-approved, but you could formally get an approval pretty darn quickly. And your financial information supports the loan that the lender has approved you for. So not only is a pre-approval letter more solid, the financing process will also move much quicker. Secondly, make your offer as clean as possible. In today's market, sellers are not entertaining offers that are contingent on the sale of another property or have other financial constraints. Don't ask for seller concessions, which are things that a buyer asks for outside of the offer price, such as help with closing costs. When I'm representing the buyer before submitting an offer, I call the listing agent to see what's important to the seller. Do they need a quick close or a longer close? And any other terms that may be important to them. So that way we can write those into the offer. For example, if they're concerned about taking their home off the market for a long inspection period, why not shorten the inspection period? A lot of realtors are recommending you waive the inspection contingency completely. But unless the seller has provided inspection reports from a reputable company or it's brand new construction and under a builder warranty, I would not recommend that tactic. Don't waive inspections. The most expensive repairs are the ones nobody saw coming. Taking a deep look at a property through the eyes of a professional home inspector is a critical step in the home buying process. There's no reason, none whatsoever, to give up the right of an inspection. You need to understand exactly what you're purchasing. Just like I would not recommend waiving the financing contingency if you're getting a loan, which also seems to be a hot trend these days. Even if you've been pre-approved, it's still not a done deal. A loan can still be denied after pre-approval and then if you've waived the financing contingency, you're still liable for the purchase of the home. Buyers agents who are encouraging you to do these things may not necessarily have your best interest at heart and are more concerned about making a commission. However, there are some strategies that can be used in this current market to help you be more competitive and win over these cash buyers. One I use quite frequently is the escalation clause. Say the purchase price of the home is $450,000, but you're willing to pay up to $475,000. We know there are multiple offers on the table, but we don't know if that means the listing agent has two offers or 22 offers. So we don't want to go in there with guns blazing and offer $475,000 when there may only have two other offers at 460. So we put in an escalation clause that states, in the event the seller receives one or more bona fide offers with acceptable terms, the buyer will increase their purchase price to 1,000 or $2,000, whatever you're comfortable with, above the amount of the highest offer, not to exceed a purchase price of whatever the number is you're comfortable with. In this scenario, it would be $475,000. So, if the seller's highest offer was only $460,000, the, 
your purchase price would be $461,000 because you had an escalation clause that stated you would increase your purchase price over $1,000 of the highest bid. By presenting the offer in this fashion, we just saved you $14,000. Typically, unless someone bids higher than $475,000, which you wouldn't have been comfortable going above anyway, you win the bid. In order for the seller to implement the escalation clause, the listing agent would obviously need to present copies of all bona fide acceptable contracts and financing documentation. So this way you feel confident that they didn't have Uncle Charlie write a bogus contract so you could raise your bid, so they could raise your bid. Another easy way to make your offer competitive and noticeable is your earnest money deposit. If you're putting a substantial amount of money down, why not increase your earnest money deposit? Your earnest money deposit is proof that you're a good faith buyer. And that is something you need to submit within three days of your offer being accepted. On average, earnest money deposits are about one to 3% of the purchase price of the home. If you put a larger amount down, it can get the attention of the seller and show that you're a serious buyer and that your intentions are genuine. Ultimately, the earnest money deposit goes towards the purchase price of the home anyway. Another approach we're seeing frequently is sellers are asking buyers to pay any appraisal gap. With home values increasing faster than the comps can keep up, which is another issue that's complicating transactions for both buyers and sellers in this market, because comparable sales are not catching up to market values, and this will likely continue while demand outpaces inventory at such remarkable rates, and sellers are expecting the buyers to pay the appraisal gap, which is another reason why sellers and listing agents like cash buyers, because they don't have to worry about the home not appraising. When you get a loan and an appraisal is necessary part of the home buying process and impacts the amount you can borrow from your lender in the form of a mortgage loan. In recent months, it's become increasingly common for an appraisal to come in below the contract price of the house. This goes back to what we were just talking about. Comparable sales are not catching up to market values. Your home loan is based on the appraisal's estimate of the home's fair market value. The appraisal determines this fair market value through data, comparable properties chosen within a specific time frame and subject area to confirm the property's value. The process is designed to keep your lender from lending you more than is needed to purchase the home. When there's an appraisal gap, you, the buyer, will agree to bring a ca the cash difference to the table at closing and will state how high you are willing to go to make up this gap in your offer. This can show the seller you are a determined buyer and like them, you believe the home is worth more than the appraisal value. For example, let's say you're buying a home for $460,000 and your real estate agent writes an appraisal gap guarantee clause in your offer that states you will pay up to $10,000 over the appraised value of the home. So if the appraisal comes in at $450,000, you will bring the $10,000 difference to closing. Does that make sense? In short, we are in a challenging market,
But we all know nothing worth doing comes easy. A little hard work, a whole lot of patience, and some very, very good planning can make this market work for you. Be patient, don't panic, and be realistic. For the most part, we know it's a set that sellers are receiving multiple offers on almost everything at the moment, which means that every new sale is going to result in a new set of disappointed buyers. It's totally normal for buyers to write offers for several homes before they get one that sticks. Hopefully not 33, but I've also had some where it's been 12 to 15. Don't get discouraged, folks. As long as you understand that in today's market, it is totally normal for homes to sell for thousands of dollars over list price right now. We just need to make sure your offer stands out so you can get the home of your dreams. Thank you for tuning in today. And if you know of anyone looking to buy or sell a home, send them my way. Remember to share my podcast with your family and friends. And we'll talk again in the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Southwest Florida Realty Show with Billy Silva. To learn more about Billy Silva, go to www.sw-floridarealtor.com. That's www.sw-floridarealtor.com or call 239-247-2490.